0: what's up everybody it's stir stir the pot it's stir the pot and who are you i'm belma i'm daphne welcome to another
1: episode of your favorite podcast ever
0: (laughs) remember the intro is gonna be going over this part oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Never mind. That was almost Star Warsy though, that little tune.
1: I was kind of going for, like, Robin Hood, Men in Tights.
0: That's... Oh. Well, I don't think oh. so, it's, it's from Robin Hood. Yeah. What is that from? I think it's... Anyway. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Wait. Been going on in your life? I, not a whole lot. We uh had that wedding in Dallas with my friends how and was it was it? freaking awesome. Like Amazing. catching up with everybody. It was just really, really nice. You yeah. know how I am with like uh any little feeling of because i moved around so much my mm-hmm. whole life. Any little feeling of home I get is just a sense of home makes belonging. my heart like Yeah. It like fills up my tank. Oh. So <laughs> That was, it was just nice to... Your serotonin was yes. replenished. Yes, yes, hardcore. And Fred had a good time? Yeah, he had oh, a really good, good, good time. Good, good, yeah, good. it was nice. And then uh, today we went to the Museum of Science and Industry and had a blast.
1: Um, I'm so jealous. I know you <laughs> told me about this earlier today. That is like my favorite museum of all time. My yeah. dad, when he was a kid, used to call it the Museum of Science and Industry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What kind of product would Dustry be? I have no or idea. Or is it, like, a
1: name? I don't know. Signs? I get signs. Signs. And Dustry, like, maybe Old Drapery. Dustry? Dra- I feel like Dustry, and I have no idea why the this old relates to Old... Yeah, the Old Dustry. Old Drapery.
0: I was getting the same emotion
1: <laughs> From regarding the- that. <laughs> why?
0: <laughs> because I, I as know. soon as you said Draperies, it was like, like, yes. Yeah, like Old Draperies is I'm seeing tree. like um like Anastasia style people yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> see I was I was thinking more um Harry Potter screaming shack dilapidated Dustries. Yep.
1: Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely relate with that.
0: But also the Anastasia Grand, like big red velvet with gold trim. Yep. dustry, The dustries. We're gonna start a new one. Maybe word. that's like the trim, the fringy trim that hangs along the edges yeah.
1: of those. That's
0: what are we curious. talking
1: about? I don't know. Anyways. Well, yeah, I'm glad that you went to the side. Yeah, it was time, awesome. It that's was a really good super dope. Right. We spent literally like hours. I yeah. mean, all day. Well, you texted me at like noon and we had, you guys have no idea what day it is, but either way, and this particular day that we're talking, <laughs> you, you texted me at noon and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to the Museum of Science and Industry. And I was like, I'm supposed to be at your house at five. That museum takes, like, all day. yeah. And so, and after I go to a museum. Like, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. And after I go to a museum like that, mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. Like, I need a nap. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, you do you if <laughs> you want to record. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. Right.
0: <laughs> no, it was good. We Well, because we had, like, a. We had kind of a nice, easy morning, which me and Fred, like, don't usually have. Okay. It's usually, like... Well, I mean, during the week, you know, he gets up at some insane hour. Yeah. And then we've been so busy on the weekends. Yeah. And oh, he got yeah. a three-day weekend because he's a veteran. So yeah. we had all day Friday. He went to the barber. Which, and, happy like, Veterans
1: Day, everybody. Oh, yeah. You we know, were delayed.
0: Happy Veterans Day, folks. And Fred. <laughs> and Fred. Anyway. That's good. Yeah, not much going on in the, uh... What's... Fred's last name. I think we've done this before.
1: I don't remember.
0: Well, Daphne's last name is Blake, so we'll say nothing much going on in the Blake household. That works. In the Blake, it's fine. Well, the Blake family. Freddie Mercury. No. <laughs> in the Blake household, there's, yeah, we're just preparing for Thanksgiving. We're hosting Thanksgiving again this year and, like, oh, that's gonna be all so of fun. our extended family. So, yeah. that'll be fun. My, My sister. brother's about to have a baby. Oh, is he coming in? No, but my parents and little sister are flying over there in, like, early January. Oh,
1: good. That'll be so fun. Yeah. My sister's coming up for Thanksgiving. That'll be a great time, too. Am
0: I going to get to meet
1: her? Oh, yeah. At some point during the weekend. (laughs) And uh, my little nibblings as well. It's going to be a great time. I'm so excited. Um, But with my world, all I have really going on is I booked another appointment with Electric Lady, but not with our famous Brie. Uh, I booked it with Miss Aerie. Yeah. And she's doing fibroblasting. Have you ever heard of that? Shooting lasers at your eyeballs. Yeah. This is a completely not an ad, but I am terrified and absolutely excited <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> that, I'm terrified. Um, but, like, the results look so cool and it's supposed to get, because i got, like, hooded eyes. It's like eyes. a lift. Yeah. And I've got hooded eyes, but not hooded, That like, it's... I notice it, yeah. and it's a problem when I'm doing my makeup, and mm-hmm. I like makeup, so this needs to get resolved. So she told me about it, and I'm like, absolutely, sign me up, and so I'm going to be one of her first peoples, and I'm so nice. excited. I'm, I'm excited, too. I oh, think yeah. it'll be
0: really interesting. It's
1: going to be a good time. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about as well is, I know I've mentioned this before on the episodes, there's a case that's very close and near and dear to my heart that happened in 2017. The Delphi murders. Mm-hmm. I lived not too far away from that when it happened, and I was listening to—I don't know if you listen to Crime Junkies. I know I bring it up every time, <laughs> but this is what got me into true crime. Tri, true, true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to True Chimes. Where Podcasting cling 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 <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> How would you make a chime noise?
1: <laughs> no. That wasn't that a good one. Hold on.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Wait. On. Try to make a cho- try to make it. A- <laughs> That's us dropping a huge set of brass chimes down. Oh. No. <laughs> try to make a chime noise with your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to say not, no. That was not it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Back <laughs> to true crime. Oh, that's right. But the Delphi murder,
1: um, hold on. <laughs> the Delphi murders were like a huge thing for me. And the, they just arrested a gentleman on the Delphi murder case. Yes. Um, and I'm sure you saw that, right?
0: Yes. I okay. I think you sent it to me. Oh
1: yeah. I was so... Excited that they finally caught the person. Hell yeah! Especially because they had like audio that they had not released yet. Oh, and they it was released...
0: the that Snapchat stuff. Yeah, the yeah, Snapchat. Yeah, 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 okay. And they okay. also had bad.
1: two pictures, which made it look like the police didn't know what they were doing. I'm right, sorry there's for saying that. Two
0: wildly different sketches that were
1: outrageous. But yeah. then they finally, as soon as the second one came out, they caught the guy. And yeah. this guy was ballsy. There's a picture of him where he's literally sitting in a bar with the picture of the wanted sign in oh the my sketch God. behind him. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what happens in this, and uh, we'll go from there, but I'm just glad to... In true crime news, I just needed to update everybody on the Delphi murders. There has been an arrest. Uh, we will see how the trial goes. I'm excited to see what happens. Nice. Um, so anything else we need to go over before we get so. started? Because I'm excited about today's episode. Yeah, I
0: don't think so. I think uh, we need to... Dial in to our reefer report.
1: We are smoking today <laughs> out of full 4K ultra, uh, blunt wraps. Okay, and we're doing a white grape one. I'm very excited, and in oh, that yeah. we're doing 99 bananas, mm-hmm. which is a newer hybrid. Um, I'm very excited about this. It comes from California. We're trying to do a little bit of testing here to see what. Miss Daphne likes better because uh, she's convinced that she likes sativas better but every time I give her an indica she's like oh, my God, what is this? I really like this. <laughs> and then every time we do an order, she's like, let me get the sativas. That's the only stuff I like. And I'm just like, okay.
0: I've been shaking
1: it up. You did. I'm I very, bought a hybrid. Yeah, and this new right? one that you just got is technically an indica.
0: Oh, that's right. And so, White witch. White witch, widow.
1: which White widow. Yep, and we'll be getting that this week. So next week you'll have this with that. And I'm very excited to see this. But anyways, yeah. today we're doing 99 bananas out of the 4K Ultra White Grape. See, it's a... End of the episode for the Reefer Review! Hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> it's your turn to pick a number. It's
0: my turn to pick a number. I have the calendar on oh, time. Yoink. Saws. Alright. We gotta figure out what we're doing after this, too. Yoink. I thought we
1: did. Oh, yeah, we did. But we're or, not gonna tell you. Yep. We
0: can, that doesn't have to be it. I
1: know. I, just I, think think I it like would that. Be fun. No, you're right. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Once again, this is from D.I. Podcast, which is our, our jam friends over there. We really love them.
0: We still have quite a few numbers left over I know. here. Oh, yeah. We're wow. Not. I really thought we were, like, about to be done with this. And I Oh, <laughs> no. That's <laughs> really what I was so sad. concerned about. We still have quite a few numbers yeah. left. Yeah. Okay, let's go for shoot. All right, we're going to go for nah, uh, six. Six? Six. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> so, where this is at is in Lower South America, um, and there's a giant anaconda on top, top of it. That's nice. what it says. I'm going to open it. And I love see if... giant anacondas. And what's underneath it um, also looks like a giant anaconda.
0: Oh, wow. Look at him go. I know.
1: Doesn't he look like... <laughs> He's it, long. Yeah, it looks... But it's almost got, like, what kind of head? Like a lizard head, yeah, I would say? Yeah, long
0: and pointy head.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's angry. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> Ogopogo? Ogopogo! Oh, you've heard of Ogopogo? Ogopogo!
1: British Columbia's Okanagan. Oca- is that right? Oh. Okay. Brit- <laughs> Let me try this again. British Columbia's Okanagan Lake is home to a serpent-like aquatic monster whose name originated as a dance hall song.
0: Adorable.
1: Ogopogo. He's actually O-pogo. not bad. He it's, looks real scary. Yeah, he <laughs> looks... You know what his face looks like? The Beetlejuice face of that <laughs> lizard. Oh, it
0: does look like the big stripy Beetlejuice guy. Yeah. He's not striped, I am almost... What? That guy's not striped. Oh, yeah, this guy's not striped. I thought <laughs> he meant the Beetlejuice thing. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he's sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely striped. Yeah, he's absolutely striped. Ogopogo. I like that one. Yeah, that's a great name. O-G-O-P-O-G-O. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: like, I looked at it and I was like, that's what I was like, oh, no. Lots of letters here. Yeah,
0: no. So many of the same letters. <laughs> I really liked that
1: one. This is a good one. We still have quite a few to go on here. That's I'm what I'm very saying. very excited. Yeah, we still have. Yeah. I know.
0: We well, only do one a week. Yeah. And we I mean, we Sheesh. have been doing this for
1: a long time. Right. A very long time. <laughs> the longest time. The longest time. <laughs> the longest time. And we love doing it. it. like is my pride and joy of life. Anyways, now that we've gotten... Sorry, I'm coughing so... Much. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. We haven't even started. Well, we started smoking, but we haven't started the...
0: Well, it's because I've been talking all day.
1: One of my buddies that you know, I'm not going to give him a name, but we went on one of our first dates to the Science and Industry Museum. Aww. And I have this picture of me and him... And we look so happy on, like, our first date. And we're standing in front of, like, a naked human body where all of the skin <laughs> is off. And it's just, like, muscles and flesh. And, like, we look so happy, like, a prom pose almost. <laughs> and I don't know if he remembers this picture, but I still have it somewhere at that home.
0: That is terrifying. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: It was a funny, I saw, I thing. saw
0: that exhibit and went, skirt. Yeah.
1: And- And that was like, we had a picture and we even paid for the picture. We're like,
0: oh, cute. Yeah. So anyways, what are we talking about today? Well, we are going to talk about one of my favorite things in the entire universe forever and ever. Amen. And that is (laughs) (laughs) the wonderful, amazing place, country called Egypt. (gasps) The coolest place that's ever existed. And I'm going to try to act normal as I'm telling you about this, so just bear with me as we go through this. So the main thing I'm going to talk about is uh, the curse of King Tut, or the Pharaoh's curse, mummy's curse, whatever, there's like a bunch of different names for it. Um, And then I have a couple other little mummy curses to touch on, and I'm also going to tell you one of the first ghost stories that's known in Egypt. Um, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I'm going to summarize it for you and give you the background. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. don't think I've ever given you an explanation like that before. No. I just gave you like a- A summary of what we're going, going over today. note of- <laughs> What we're going over today. A front page. That was my cover letter. <laughs> you did tell me
1: before we even started this episode that there's a lot of history involved. You just gave a class summary. You're right. That's all you needed. Tell me about Egypt first. Tell me about, like, if I had no idea, which I feel like most of the people that listen to our podcast actually do know. Mm -hmm. But say I'm an alien from Pluto.
0: (laughs) Throughout history, and kind of even still today, in my opinion, uh, Egypt was a very mysterious land. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly old, like, incredibly old. And we'll, I'll, I have some dates that I'm gonna throw at you just to put like a hundred years old, like <laughs> hundreds and hundreds, at least, at least a hundred years old for sure. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's okay. a true statement. <laughs> um, and it's always been very religious, especially, uh, in history in ancient Egypt, they had uh, one of the most complex religions. Going on at the time with right. hundreds and hundreds of different deities, some that were you know the main deities, mm-hmm. some were you know each little village had their own deity, so on and so forth. But all of them were kind of interconnected. And
1: for the, those of you out there that may know, you've probably heard the term Ra before. Mm-hmm. That's the
0: sun god. Yes.
1: And so Ra, and even nowadays, is used to refer to the sun. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and the sun disk itself was called the Aten. And I'll talk about him a little bit later in this episode, really briefly. Amazing. Because it's my favorite thing. Okay. So, anyway, it's it's just, I want to, I guess, preface the story and what I'm going to talk about with Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of air of decadence and mystery and magic. Because that's what Egypt is and has always been and definitely is to me at least. And I love it so much. I love this.
1: I'm super into this. (laughs) It's just
0: a really cool place. Uh And also, it was a hub for art and knowledge Mm -hmm. and pretty much, you know, a lot of the base things. Even, you know, we think that so much that we know comes from the Greeks. Mm -hmm. But in reality, a lot of their very base things... I don't know really how to explain it any better than that, came from Egypt. So Egypt had this tiny little seed of knowledge and, you know. Even science
1: versus religion, and I know that's a conversation that we have gotten briefly into, um, but either way, they both kind of agree that some of the first humans and peoples Mm -hmm. lived and came from Mesopotamia and or Egypt. Oh, yeah which is it's right like in that the
0: fertile crescent? Yes. Between the Tigris and the Euphrates.
1: Yeah, so it's right in that area. Yeah. I believe. I'm not exactly. Listen, I'm not Oh, it's still
0: yeah, it was cuz it's
1: uh a sides like and
0: cuneiform is like one of the first forms of writings and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's a crazy. I mean, I could probably sit here and talk for hours about I the love Egyptian history location. as well. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um but I'm not gonna put you guys through that anymore than I already am this episode. <laughs> so I'm gonna set the scene a little bit for you with this uh-huh. ghost story that we've got. So I'm gonna tell you about the story, and then I'm gonna tell you the like history involving its discovery and whatnot. So, enter. Is this a nowadays ghost story or a this was? Nah, I guess I'll just tell you the history of it first. This story was found on four fragments of pottery, and that pottery is called ostraca, and it's pottery that has writing on it, basically. And these particular fragments date back to between 1186 and 1077 BC. Uh, That would be the late New Kingdom. Um, Okay. But... A lot of people believe, or a lot of scholars believe, that the story itself originated in the Middle Kingdom, which would be 2040 to 1782 BC. So very, very, very long time ago.
1: Okay, more than a hundred years, okay. <laughs> more
0: than a hundred years for sure. All right. Something interesting about these little stories or about this story in particular, is that time in the Middle Kingdom, there are multiple texts that have been found that question the traditional views of afterlife in Egypt. So it's it's very interesting because Egypt throughout its, you know three thousand years of power, has been pretty consistent religiously. There have only been, you know, a few little times where there's been, like, whoop, well, a little bit of mix-up, and then yeah. they kind of sort themselves back out to their yeah. incredibly polytheistic, beautiful religion. I love it so much. But yeah, so that was interesting. There's a couple other little stories that are, like... I'm very intrigued. ...being yeah. a little shysty. The main character of our story is this gentleman uh, by the name of Konsumhab. I okay. hope.
1: Just a gentleman, not a pharaoh. Because a pharaoh... Not a pharaoh. And I just also want to differentiate for people that are listening. Pharaohs are not kings.
0: Pharaohs are kings.
1: They are a different... They're not the same definition. Pharaohs are believed to have a god-like deity connected oh, to them. sure. As sure, opposed sure, sure, to sure. a king does not. Sure. So, yes, they are kings, but That's they're it's just to be- in.
0: to Literature—it's often interchangeable, interchangeable. but just
1: just in case anybody, yes. there's something in the story has to do with it. This, it.
0: yeah, Egypt fully believed, yeah. or the people fully believed that the monarchy was gods. Re, yeah, the reincarnation of gods. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy our main character. No, 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 and I'll tell you who he is. Got it. Okay, in got a minute. It. Okay. Sorry, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm distracting you. <laughs> So, his name is Kansamhab, uh, and the story is titled Kansamhab and the Ghost. So, our friend Kansamhab was a high priest of a moon. I really hope I'm saying this right. I'm just kind of breezing through it, and we're uh-huh. just going to roll with it. Okay. So, Kansamhab was a high priest of a moon. So okay. He was a holy man. Uh, uh, one of our other characters is Semek,
1: uh-huh.
0: and he's the ghost. And he is a lieutenant and a treasury overseer to the pharaoh Mentehotep. Okay. I'm not going to say Mentehotep again, but I am going to say Consumhab <laughs> and lot in this. Okay. So, you know, we only have four tablets of this story, right? So we don't really have the beginning of it. We don't really have the end of it. Mm-hmm. So where we begin with the story is Konsumhab is talking about this ghost, and he's like, "Hey, I know this is going on. We got to kind of help him out." Okay. So he performs a ceremony to summon said ghost, and Simek identifies himself. You know, I am the lieutenant of this guy. You know, I serve this pharaoh. I'm mm-hmm. this treasurer, whatever. And he tells Konsumhab about the troubles that he's dealing with right now. And the troubles are his tomb is basically fallen into some pretty serious disrepair. He talks about the floor coming out from underneath him. He can feel the wind. He can, you know, all these things. Nobody brings him offerings anymore. His tomb is basically lost. And so his spirit is hungry because nobody's bringing him the proper offerings, whatever. <clears throat> I'm not going to get into all that. No, I'm
1: really into this right now. Okay.
0: Right. So, Consumhab weeps for this ghost. Okay. Uh, He's very distressed by what he's hearing. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to fix this for you. And Nabusimek is like, I've heard that before, my guy. How do I know that you're going to follow through? This this is going on. Mm -hmm. This is going on. You know, and... You don't even know where I'm
1: at. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... They kind of go back and forth a little bit, and Consumhab is like, I, no, I totally am going to come find you. I'm going to help you. Okay. Tell me the exact, like, specifications, specifications that you have or that you want for your tomb according to your stature. You know, tell okay. me what you deserve because of what you did in life, basically. Yeah. So Nibusamek is like, all right, and lays it out for him
1: lays it out for him, but he was, in real reality, he was a lieutenant.
0: Yeah, Nobusamex, when he was alive...
1: He was a lieutenant. He was a
0: lieutenant and a treasurer to, uh, you know, a pharaoh from okay. many, many years okay. previous. <clears throat> so long ago that his grave was lost.
1: Yeah, clearly.
0: Or yeah. his tomb. Consumhab is like, nope, I'm definitely going to help you. They close out the ceremony, and is like, alright, like, okay, let's see, and... Goes on his ghostly way, wherever. Yeah. And Consumheb immediately sends out men to find the grave and to find an appropriate, a new appropriate resting place for this soul. Uh, And he finds one. And I'm pretty sure they procure it. And... Do they find him? Yes. Yeah. Quickly... Oh, I don't know. It was I'm just giving you a summary here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't okay. remember how long it took. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like into this and like, I keep that. did I find out <laughs> how you it You should totally gonna... go read it. You should totally go read it because it's very interesting. What um, is the name of the story? Consumhab and the Ghost. I'm going to be in a... I can text it to you.
1: Well, I'm going to be a jerk in case anybody on here wants to. Will you go ahead and spell it?
0: Yes. Let me finish the story, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost I'm there. really into it. Okay. We're almost there. This, I, literally, okay. this is my last line. Okay. So, the tablet, you know, like I said, we've only got four pieces of it. We don't really have a beginning. We don't really have an end. Mm-hmm. So, it leaves off with Consumhab go- basically going to his higher-ups and saying, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what I want to do. Like, this is my project. Is, can you green light it for me i guess mm-hmm. and we just assume that he followed through and then it had ha- and that it had a happy ending <laughs>
1: oh so they don't know what no, happened
0: no yeah we haven't found the rest of the story yet or the beginning oh my gosh i know but isn't that crazy that's an interesting story yeah. so I'm... you know there's all kinds of different uh, really interesting like
1: ghost analyses
0: you know, Analysi? Analysis. <laughs> yeah. It's been analyzed. Yeah, it has a lot of interesting, like, perspectives that people have taken on it in, right. as a piece of literature. Yeah. Um, interesting. You know, it's basically a nod to, like, hey, you need to take care of your ancestors. Like, yeah. you need to respect the dead or else this is going to happen. Like, yeah. Like, they know. Yeah. So, is it, like, a tale of caution? Is it, like, you mm-hmm. know, whatever? And it's also... A ghost story. Yeah, I really love that. That's interesting. <laughs> I thought it was pretty
1: cute. First ghost story. Yeah. Cute. Okay. So now, where are we going? I will go ahead in the notes on Instagram, which is at stir the pot underscore pot, um, put in the spelling of that
0: name. Oh, oh yeah. Because a doozy. I'll say it real quick. Okay. I'll say it really quick. So, consumhab is K-H-O-N-S-E-M-H-A-B. And the
1: ghost, which...
0: Comes ghost. And hab and the ghost. <clears throat> I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but... I hope the rest of this is entertaining. <laughs> oh my god, I'm super into it. <sighs> okay. Well, now I'm going to take you into reality, not into the ghost world of small pieces of pottery. <laughs> <laughs> A pot ghost. Third, I wonder if ghosts can smoke weed.
1: Okay. So I do Weed Kit Wednesdays, and this last week I missed it because I was trying to do something that coordinated with this, so it kind of gave me the a <laughs> hint of what was going on this week. So I looked up like pot smoking in ancient Egypt. There's no proof or denial that that's what they smoked in ancient Egypt. There's proof that they smoked hookah and that they've used cannabis for things, mm-hmm. but there's no proof or denial that they smoked weed. They also tripped on lotus flower. Amazing. I want to try that. I'm not sure. Let me look into it. <laughs> Probably not. But then I also looked up pot ghosts. The mm-hmm. only thing I was able to find is there's a haunted pot shop in Oregon. Oh, and I was just there, and I'm very upset. I didn't go to it.
0: Well, you did. You did go into a murder place. So oh yeah. Don't worry. We're gonna you can only do that. so much. Like, yeah. One. Anyway, sorry. Go but, ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> what did I say? We're gonna talk about King. Tut. Yeah, we're going to talk about King Tut. Yeah, King Tut's tomb. Sorry, you guys don't get any smooth segues between talking points today. No, and that's fine. Why would we need smooth segues? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I'm just so tired. (laughs) So we're going to talk about reality now. Oh, that's what I had said and not the little. Yeah, she's Louise. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give you uh, a brief timeline. To kind of establish who King Tut is in history. Because I don't think a lot of people realize his significance in history. And it's... um, He's massively significant for, like, a lot of of reasons.
1: It's a a very interesting story, so please tell me. Right,
0: okay, so... Tell them. Yeah. (laughs) So where I want to start Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite things of all time. So I'm really just going to give you a brief... Who, what, when, where, why situation. Okay. So we're going to start in the uh, uh, 18th dynasty, which is 1550 to 1292 BC. Okay. Uh, This is the late new kingdom. Okay. And we're going to start with Nefertiti and Akhenaten. Okay. And I'm sure you've heard me talk about them before, but I'm just going to run through it again. So I'm sorry, but this is for them. Please do. When Nefertiti and Akhenaten ascended the throne, they completely changed how Egypt was. Like, broke all the traditions. They basically forced the entire country to switch to a monotheistic religion. I said earlier how the sun disk itself was called the Aten. So Akhenaten uh, worshipped that sun disk rather than the gods who controlled everything. Basically
1: one God versus many gods. Right.
0: So he's saying all these other guys are fake and actually it's just the sun itself. Right. They changed the art style. They were one of the most public and like, you know, let their personal life be public out of all the Pharaohs who have gone before Nefertiti was anointed Pharaoh, which was unheard of to have, you know, um, husband and wife ruling equally. Crazy, crazy time yeah. in Egypt. Not to mention the territory. Not to mention the territory that was lost. All kinds of crazy stuff. So they were not liked. And Nefertiti now is very famous because of her beautiful bust. And we will show not boobs, but a uh, stone bust of okay. her head and <laughs> shoulders
1: and crown. I'm so glad he <laughs> clarified that because like. <laughs> I knew that. However, the first time I was watching, and I remember this, I was watching Face Off with one of my buddies, mm-hmm. the show that was on Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. and they kept saying, oh, you're going to be doing a bust of this, and it was the first time I watched it, and I looked at my friend, I'm like, why are they doing everybody's boobs? <laughs> and she's like, you're an idiot, and then they started doing you're the head, right. so I'm yeah. glad you clarified, because... Yeah, yeah. As soon as I said it, I was like, Boobs. <laughs> a beautiful one um, <laughs> and she was very stunning.
0: Yes, and her name actually means the beautiful one has mm-hmm. come, which mm-hmm. is really cool, Nefertiti. Mm-hmm. And the the collar that mm-hmm. she wears in that bust is made out of nefer beads, which is crazy. What so, is a nefer bead? It's just a particular shape that oh, she interesting. was like known to have, I mean, because her name was Nefertiti, so. I love that. It's just cool that she was depicted with those and also the crown. Anyway, I'm I'm not going to get too far into no, this. Keep but no, keep going. No, because I'll never stop. No, and I have we to can keep make it going. two episodes. I know, but it's a straight history. Okay. And I'm okay. like, no. This is a paranormal. Okay. I I got to get to the curse. Okay, okay.
1: Were they related?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure Akhenaten's mother was Nefertiti's father's sister. So it was Ty and I, A-Y-T-Y-E, or anyway... Tai was mm-hmm. the queen, and her brother I was a vizier, a very important vizier in the court, mm-hmm. and his daughter was Nefertiti, and her mother was a Mitanni princess, which is another, another country in Africa. Okay. Anyway, after Nefertiti and Akhenaten were basically ripped from power, uh-huh. the following pharaohs were Smenkare and nefer <laughs> which was yeah. Nefertiti's daughter, and Smenkare- it's kind of up in the air about who that was. Some people believe it was Nefertiti under a different name. You know, who knows? I think it was Nefertiti under a different name personally, but I'm a romantic. So, anyway, how would that have worked? And who was she? Hold who? on, I'm
1: I can, confused. Who was Saratu? You just said that this really fast. Much,
0: yeah. This is too you, much, yeah. Maybe this is too much information. Just,
1: because you said it was taken over by Nefertiti's daughter and then there was somebody names with S- an S. S-, S- Kare, okay. What who is like, what is we that as a person?
0: We don't, uh, it was a pharaoh.
1: Another so, pharaoh. Yes.
0: So the pharaohs that came after Nefertiti and Akhenaten were Smenkare and nefru nefru It's hard to say.
1: So nefru nefru was her daughter. nefru nefru was
0: Nefertiti's daughter. But they believe
1: smenkare was Nefertiti. They,
0: they believe Smenkare was Nefertiti. Well, some people believe Smenkare was Nefertiti. So he, Under she, a different name. She, she just, just killed, changed her name.
1: Killed her husband, or...?
0: Um, I don't think it's known how athnaten died. Okay. She might have killed him.
1: Okay. <laughs> you just said that real fast. <laughs> Sorry! Was real confused. I was like, wait a second. <laughs>
0: so Nefertiti's... Maybe I'll cut all that other okay. stuff out. So if
1: okay. you guys... If
0: we jump to this, y'all... I just said I just everything too confused. fast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm throwing a lot of big names okay. at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we're almost there. And, oh, and this is the significance of Tutankhamun. Okay, after Smenkare and Nefru, Nefru came Tutankhaten and Ankhesenpaaten. Those who, were the
1: ones that were. Ruling. This is King Tut. Okay. And
0: his wife. Because he changed his name? Yes. Yeah. And Ankhesenpaaten was Nefertiti's daughter as well.
1: Her other daughter. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, and they changed their names to Tutankhamun and Ankhesenamun. Okay. Respectively, meaning or for Tutankhamun, T- it's image of Aten or image of a moon. Yeah, as he changed it to
1: which the other one was the image of a sun.
0: But I don't a moon doesn't doesn't have anything to do with the moon. Oh, that's just his name. A moon. Okay, yeah. got it. A M U N. Okay. But anyways,
1: um, I know the significance of what's happening. Yes, and, and then
0: Ankhesenamun Samu- was she lives through mm. Aten or she lives through a moon. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So that mm-hmm. name change was really significant in Egyptian in that time. Right. That name change was significant in that period because it was a representation of the crown turning back to the original religion.
1: Right. The po- I was so really excited cool. for you to say that. So it went back from the one god <laughs> yes. back to the many gods. Yes. Yeah. So. so,
0: yeah, they were easing the monarchy back into mm-hmm. regular... The, yeah. It's, re- it's uh, you know, regular programming Yeah, regular programming <laughs> Schedule programming, whatever <clears throat> <clears throat> Anyway, King Tut was a child king As I'm sure you know He ascended mm-hmm. the throne between 8 and 9 They're not yeah. really sure Um... And they're not sure
1: why he limps, right, or why he. He had the... did have a
0: deformity in his yeah. left foot. I'll, I'll touch on okay. that in just a second. <laughs> okay. Um, His what he was, and as I had said just a second ago, what he was known for was a the restoration to original uh, religious traditions. Yes. Yeah. He did die prematurely as well. It looks like he died between eighteen and nineteen, so he ruled for ten years. Uh-huh. They're just not quite sure, you know, eight or 9, 18, 19, when he yeah. lived and died, or as you know what I'm saying. He did have a... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got you. He did have a deformity in his left foot. Um, There was bone necrosis, and that's why he had a cane. And there were actually multiple beautiful canes in his tomb that was discovered. Um, He also had scoliosis and several strains of malaria. So homeboy got hit hard with the fuck you stick. Yeah, He did. He did. Because of his premature death, he was hastily buried in a tomb that is now known as KV-62. Because um, it wasn't originally
1: supposed to be his tomb, was it? Right.
0: And they think it was originally supposed to be Ai's tomb. Uh, and that was the vizier, which is his grandfather. Um, Because it was much smaller than other pharaohs' tombs. Yeah. Yada yada. It just... You know, we figured out it was a hasty burial. Yeah. <clears throat> and... It was not touched again until 1922 when it was discovered by Howard Carter, which I will be naming my son after if I have more than one boy. (laughs) It was funded by a gentleman named Lord Farquad. (laughs) I get it. That was a good one. Lord Carnivron. Lord Carnivron. It's really hard and weird to say, but I think he has a different name. I just have to look at what it is, and I'm, it's not far <laughs> George Herbert. <laughs> 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 I've been keeping it together. <laughs> yes! yeah, God, it. He's the Earl of Carnivron. Mm-hmm. George Herbert. So, this expedition was funded by George Herbert, Earl of Carver, Carver, know, Carbonari. Um, that's significant because it took like 12 plus years. 12, 6, 7, 8, 9? 9, 9 years? Wait. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how to count. 12, 6, 7, 8, 9? 16. 16 years. It was six years of digging and then six years of excavating and then four years of processing, something like that. That might not be right, but that's pretty much how it went, which is a long time.
1: Very long and time. And a lot of money. Yes.
0: Uh, there were over 5,000 artifacts in his tomb. And maybe it was also cursed. So now I'm going to talk about that. Okay. How <laughs> was it cursed? that. <laughs> yeah, you're grandma. <crabbing. clears throat> <laughs> yeah, you're good I then you're grounded Oh Also, I mean, I'm <laughs> Picking up what it. you're putting down
1: Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> smoking when I'm rolling No, I don't want to anymore You know why I'm like this right now? Because I have chugged that coffee before Oh yeah, yep, yeah, you sure did And I feel like we're both a little slap happy Oh yeah, because I slept all day Uh, uh So this curse Allegedly, it will attack anybody who disturbs the tomb. No discrimination. Whether you're a tomb robber, whether you're an archaeologist, you're going to be they targeted. They found
1: his, like, death rag? No, death... Mask? Something. But they found something in his tomb that, like, said that there was a curse on it, right? No? I'm making that up?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, okay. despite m- popular misconceptions. Okay, see? Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, see, I'm glad. That's why I'm like, isn't it? That's why I asked the question. So, hey, anybody that was wondering that, I knew the question. I just asked it for you. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> Everybody else was wondering. Yeah. Everybody else was
0: wondering. No, there was not. There have been in other tombs, and I'll touch on that in a little, actually, yeah. in just a second. So, yeah. you're always, like, a couple steps ahead of me I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to answer your question. Lord Farquh- <laughs> <laughs> Lord Farquh- So, supposedly it's going to go after anyone who disturbs the tomb, especially if it's a tomb of a pharaoh, Obvi, Um, Obvi. and it's, (laughs) you're going to get bad luck, you're going to get illness, and you also could die. That's what, that's a little, a little sum up of the situation. Has anybody been cursed? Possibly, and we'll get there. Okay. Little sidebar here about the curses to touch on the question you just asked. Which one? Because <laughs> <that. laughs> you'll find out here in a second. Okay. Uh, so curses on tombs is actually not mm-hmm. that common. Uh, uh, it's kind of thought that people didn't want to, or ancient Egyptians didn't want to, like put that kind of bad vibes into writing, basically, um, or it was just like. So unheard of that you would rob a grave because it's like so horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because I feel like you hear about Tomb Raider's, I mean, literally Tomb Raider. Yeah, but I
1: feel like that was like much, much, much True. later in history. history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: You're right. <laughs> You're right.
1: Yeah. I just don't. Um. Angelina Jolie did not share the
0: same timeline as No, no, Nefertiti. no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They do share the same timeline. They do? We're all in a... This is a linear timeline, baby. Okay, we're just were, going, and going and going They did not share the same... <laughs> time uh, period. Period. Yeah. That is correct. And also, I think when hmm. these people were being laid to rest, mm-hmm. it's not like they were immediately getting robbed. They were getting robbed like thousands Robert? of years later. Yeah, Robbed? <laughs> yeah, but robbed is funnier to say. Oh, I if you are being serious. I was like... I mean, I was saying it seriously, but I mean, it's funny. Robert. Who said... Oh, um, did you ever meet my my old landlords? No, but you've told me a lot about them. She said that all the time. Robert. You'd love her. She's amazing. So back to these tombs and curses Uh and stuff. In the Old Kingdom, they were a little bit more frequent. After that, it became much less frequent. So there's like the Old Kingdom, the Middle Uh Kingdom... Mm-hmm. the new kingdom <clears throat> so way back in the beginning uh-huh. you would find more curses than later on in the timeline okay however if you did find a curse on a tomb later on in the timeline <clears throat> it was much more harsh than much more harsh than previously okay. so in the old kingdom you'd find curses of like local deities you know that are going to
1: curse you make
0: you have your shoes never fit for the rest of your life yeah. or something like that. And then as we progress and they become less frequent, it becomes stuff like Thoth is going to peck your eyes out or like, you know, it like is incurring the wrath of the yeah. the major gods versus the much, much more minor gods. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, hold on. I have a quote. And here's a little excerpt from a curse from one of the tombs from okay. later on. Cursed be those who disturb the rest of a pharaoh. They that shall break the seal of this tomb shall meet death by a disease that no doctor can diagnose. It's like, oh, Oh, holy shit. Oh my god. (laughs) It's terrifying. Right. We're going to jump back to... King Tut now, okay. and I have a very interesting little anecdote here. Okay. <clears throat> and this anecdote was provided by another famous Egyptologist that worked on the King Tut excavation alongside okay. Howard Carter. Um, and this guy... I didn't write what his name was. <laughs> but I think his last name starts with a B. Okay. I think his first name starts with a J, and I think his last name starts with a B. <laughs> so he reported that Carter had... This guy had reported that on the day of the uh, discovery of the tomb, Carter had sent someone on an errand home to his house or wherever he was living at the time. And as this errand person got up to the door, the little canary cage that I guess Howard Carter had by his front door, there was a cobra in it and the canary was dead in the cobra's mouth. Crazy. What? So it was like, oh... You know, Carter broke the yeah. seal of a pharaoh, and, you know, the pharaoh is represented by the cobra more yeah. often than not. You know, or it sits on his brow. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was a crazy... Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Who, knows, okay. you know, yeah. who knows if that happened or not, but I did yeah. find that in a lot of different sources. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Little Canary.
0: Yeah, R.I.P. Little Canary. Uh, and I have another R.I.P. here for you, <laughs> Our dear friend George Herbert, the Lord Earl or Earl George Earl. <laughs> that your old I'm dress. sorry. <laughs> and I'm I'm really almost done, okay. so let's go. Okay. So George Herbert, Lord Oh fuck. <laughs> George Herbert, the Earl of Carnivron. Wherever the hell that is. Six weeks after Six weeks after King Tut's tomb was discovered and the seal breached, homeboy was bitten by a mosquito and was shaving and, like, nicked the bite. And it got infected and he got blood poisoning. Then he died. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> From yep. a
1: mosquito bite, Nick?
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Okay. So, crazy. Oh, God. Uh, two weeks before his death... Um. An imaginative letter written by a novelist at the time by the name of Marie Corelli was written in some newspaper, uh, and in this imaginative letter, she quotes some obscure book talking about a dire punishment if you break a pharaoh's tomb. So there's a media frenzy immediately, of course, because Mm -hmm. the world, and it was twisted into this mummy's curse. So... Kind of, this lady triggered it. I yeah. guess you could say. I think, I'm pretty sure, and that's what it looks like. <laughs> oh my god! And it turned, yeah, it turned into a media frenzy. And this person, okay. I forget who he was, but it's maybe a reporter or something. Anyway, this guy named Arthur Weigel claims he saw the Earl, the guy who died, joking as he entered the tomb. So then this guy, Arthur, turns <clears throat> to a nearby reporter by the name of H.V. Morton. Mm-hmm. And Arthur says to Morton, I give him six weeks to live about the Earl. And then lo and behold, six weeks later. But, Holy like, is he just geez. saying that? Or are we, like, stoking the flames of this burning mystery of the mummy's curse or what? Or, you know, so who knows? But That's crazy. very interesting, really cool. Any other deaths from this or. There's a couple notable things I'm going to relay to you today. Um, I'm not talking about everything that people link to this situation, but I'm going to talk about a couple main ones. So the next one we're going to talk about is a gentleman by the name of Sir Brief. Immediately. I can't say anything. Sir Bruce Ingham. This is a no death. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But it is... Heebie-jeebies. So, Sir Bruce Ingham was gifted a paperweight from Howard Carter. Mm -hmm. What was that paperweight, you ask? I do ask. A mummified hand. (laughs) With a bracelet. Supposedly inscribed, Cursed be he who moves my body. Shortly after he received the hand, Ingham's house burned to the ground. Uh, he tried to rebuild it, and it flooded. <laughs> and then I think he gave the hand back. <laughs> I would have absolutely given the hand back. He's like, take your hand to glory and get it out of here. That's
1: terrifying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, a mummified hand with a bracelet. I saw, like, scarab bracelet, I saw just bracelet, so... I but, saw you know, this. Was... I
1: was reading an article recently that they used to have a mummified... Unwrapping parties.
0: Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> the things that people did with mummies in the 1800s, I I mean, it is so, it's actually disgusting because we, it was literally history. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have gotten DNA evidence. We, uh, evidence. We could have gotten, I don't, I don't know. It's just crazy that they yeah. took the bodies of people. They used it as medicine. They would, like, grind up mummies and they call this generation morbid. I just want Dude, to say like bro. It it was I mean, maybe some maybe that's something that I can go into as like a little side piece in an episode yeah. because it is nuts. Motherfucking crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyways, sorry, go ahead. So the next person is George J. Gold. Uh, he visited in 1923, a year after it was excavated. Okay. Uh, he immediately fell ill and died within months of pneumonia. R.I.P.
1: Okay. Well, George you Gold. shouldn't have entered the damn place that The mummy tomb, yeah. Yeah, that's your own
0: thing, bruh. Uh, another one I want to touch on is Sir Archibald Douglas Reed, uh, who was okay. a guy who x-rayed King Tut before mm-hmm. giving him over to museum authorities, and he died three days later. I don't know why he died, but he died three days after he x-rayed King Tut. The first person to ever x ray King Tut. Dead. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now we're going to hop to Richard Bethel. Okay. Uh, he was the Earl's secretary. Earl Farquhar, Lord <laughs> uh, the He was the second person to enter the tomb. Mm-hmm. Breathe through it. <laughs> And he died mysteriously several years later in 1929. Farquaad in, did? No, no, no. He Farquaad was already dead. He died six oh, yeah. weeks died. after. Yeah. This is his secretary, okay. Richard Bethel, okay, who entered the tomb directly after Howard Carter. Okay. And in 1929 was in bed at his gentleman's club apartments, whatever, mm-hmm. and was smothered.
1: Like he was murdered? Yes. By who? I don't know. Somebody that smothered him? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So, anybody else? I don't know, maybe that was the mummy's curse. It was. was (laughs) There were
0: um, a couple other, you know, deaths, misfortunes. Um, People throughout time have theorized maybe there was a fungus, maybe there was some bacteria, but I'm pretty sure that's been ruled out. And that's all I got for you on King Tut's Tomb.
1: It's pretty interesting. There is a lot more information,
0: but it's sometimes just, like, too much to try to throw at you. (laughs) I think
1: that you can do an entire short series on... Egypt itself, because I feel like Egypt is all a mystery, and we do cover mysteries, even though.
0: Or mm-hmm. more. Paranormal. It would just get so historical. I don't know if that's yeah. what the people want. If the people want it, I'll give it because I love Maybe nothing we'll more it than talking about Egypt. We'll but, do it on our so, Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Because
1: let us I am know. very interested.
0: Yeah, it's but really cool. That was um, a very interesting episode. Yeah. The, I well, like I, that. I have a couple other little mummy things. Oh, I I'm touch sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, it's just it's like two little short things. Yeah. Uh, so. A long time before the Howard Carter situation, in 1699, there was a Polish traveler rumored to have brought two mummies on a ship, you know, trying to transport them back to Poland, uh-huh. and he had all kinds of visions and dreams of two figures, two uh-huh. specters, and they had horrible, crazy weather until they threw the mummies overboard and then everything was cool. No way. Crazy. Uh, and then jump way back forward in history <laughs> and i'm going to talk a little bit about a gentleman by the name of Zahi Hawass, Dr. Zahi Hawass. Uh-huh. Uh he's an Egyptologist. I believe he was the head of antiquities for a while. Okay. I don't know if he still is, but he is a very well-known and active Egyptologist. Okay. Um really cool dude. Uh so he talks about uh a uh, excavation that he began at Kam Abu Bilo or Bilo. Okay. Um, his cousin died the day he began the excavation. Um, on the first anniversary of the excavation, his uncle died. And then on the third anniversary of it, his aunt died. So that was an interesting... Oh, shit. ...pattern. Um... Years later, he was excavating around the tombs of the people who built the Pyramids of Giza. So they're like okay. builders and, you know, carpenters and stuff, you know, whatever, whoever workers built the Pyramids not of pharaohs, Giza. Yeah. Not pharaohs. yeah. Yeah. So workers' tombs. Yeah. Um, and there was curses on those tombs that he encountered. So he left those mummies alone. He was like, I'm actually not going to mess with that right now. Yeah. Um. Later on, he ended up being involved in the removal of two children to like child mummies in that same area Uh, and they he uh, said that he had haunted dreams that he was dreaming of these two children until terrifying yeah until he went and got the father mummy Uh, and brought it to the museum with the kids
1: terrifying yeah (laughs) oh my god
0: that's awful that's all she wrote yeah
1: (laughs) So, and so he had those nightmares up until he brought them and reunited yeah, them. Yeah,
0: reunited the family But unit. not the mom? Maybe they. Maybe
1: she wasn't there. I don't know. That's crazy, though. Yeah. That's absolutely
0: terrifying. Yeah. Wasn't so interesting.
1: Also, wasn't there also a rumor that there was a famous pharaoh's or famous tomb that was on the Titanic? Was there
0: stuff on the Titanic? I don't know. We will Google-smoogle that, because, yeah, I'm not sure.
1: I thought it was a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but.
0: I don't, know. I don't know a whole lot about the Titanic. I saw the movie and was traumatized, so mm-hmm. I've never really looked into the Titanic. Titanic at all, makes so me it's... so
1: anxious, but yeah. I'm not going to talk about that. We'll do that. I <laughs> will do that as an. I'll do that as a whole episode, maybe one day. We'll okay. see, but uh. Hey, I really liked that story. That's yeah, really good.
0: I'm sure I'll come back to Egypt someday because oh, yeah. it's my favorite thing to talk about.
1: Well, I know that we were talking about doing more mummy stuff, and there's mm. other places that have mummies, so we'll see. Yeah, I
0: just, it's hard for me to know if uh, the balance of paranormal and history is there because I'm going to always end up erring towards the Well, it's also true history. crime, though. Because it's bodies?
1: Well, people are raiding tombs, tomb raiders, so that's not necessarily or maybe legal. maybe I can
0: find some, yeah, some... Oh, Mythology
1: to... is also paranormal-ish. We cover... Well, cryptids are mythologi- myth-
0: mythological. Oh, I could cover some Egyptian monsters. Yeah, that
1: would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, So now that we're nearing the end of the episode...
0: Thank God. It's time for <laughs> Thank the... God. Thank God. Mm-hmm. The Rafer Review. How you feeling? Girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So once again, we did 99 bananas out of the 4Ks. I like the 4Ks, even though we had a little hole in ours, so we had to make do. But, uh, (laughs) I'm... Go ahead. Go,
0: no, go. I was just about to say, I'm high. Yeah. I'm really giggly. Yeah. This, it was... I feel like I never know what to say at the end, because I get here and I'm like, shooey, I feel... Like now I feel kind of stoned.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel kinda of tired right now, but I feel like I also am ready to go do something. Mm. Whereas opposed to like last week I just want to take a nap. Right. Like now I could go home, maybe watch an episode, do some laundry, mm-hmm. do something, okay. whatever.
0: There
1: you go. As opposed to like last week. So this one I like is like a this is a good podcasting one. Yeah. And we kept getting the damn giggles because of Farquad. Oh so my I'm gosh. gonna But see these are the kind I like. So right, I'm gonna right, give right. this one a five out of five.
0: Yeah, I think I will too.
1: Yeah. yeah so nine nine bananas, too. five out of five puffs. But remember even though
0: it's five out of five pus, it's still only. Papa Pass. Y'all can find us uh, on Instagram at StirThePot underscore pod. You can also find us on TikTok at stir the pot underscore pod. We are still working on that. Life is very busy, so sorry, but there Stay is stuff us. coming, so come go follow us on there. Stay uh, with but us. definitely follow us on Instagram, which is at StirThePot underscore pod. And remember, gang, respect the dead and stay dangerous.